You're listening to Dead Dad's Club. We are live. <laughs> Were you just cueing me to start it? Yep, I don't know why. Uh, hi, welcome to Dead Dad's Club. Hello. I'm Lindsay Adams. Oh, Renee Gautier, and it's been a long time since we've had an episode. My family's been requesting them. Big fan base. Yeah, our fan base is, it's been incredibly active. It's nuts. Yeah, we've been on tour. Yeah, we've yeah. been on a tour of graveyards, um, and it's been, it's been really, it's been really, no, we haven't. Uh, we've just had really good lives, so, you know, living is better. Um, Anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, today we have Michael Goldman, but I wanted to give you a credit, but you're—I don't want to say talent producer. You're like a what is the official title? Former boy band. Former boy band reject. <laughs> um, yeah, talent producers. That that'll work. Producer, television producer. I'll yeah. take. I wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats. A lot of I hats. Didn't know. Yes. He wants to do stand up. I do. Oh, you do. Bucket list. Wow. Well, only one time though, I can't. I, I too much anxiety. He has commitment issues. Got it. This is true. Do you have like a preference of where? Where like? like do you want to do it at an open mic or do you want to do it at a show? Mm. Basically, we're gonna book you. Yeah, I mean, wherever you book me, I'll do it. So I've I've no preference. I'm in where anywhere you tell me to be. Well, here's how. Do you need an audience? No, I don't need an audience. Okay. So Michael uh, is talent producer, television producer, and we met on Lip Sync Battle, um, which is on Spike, now Paramount Network, unfortunately. Nice plug. Yeah, Paramount <laughs> Network. It's not like the name. I think Spike's just... Spike Yeah, here? Spike's hip. It is hip. Paramount's just not. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I Uh-oh. supposed to say that? That's not what we're talking about. Whoops. We're no disrespect. I know that. They're all listening. <laughs> um, they don't even know who I am. Poor um, Michael Goldman. Um, but then we got to talking and lip sync battle, and then we worked together on another MTV show, and Michael's dad is dead. Oh, my God. No way. Yes. It's, it's Big true. Big surprise. Shut it. I don't know if I'm supposed to be like excited to be a part of this club because you know it, I mean is it one of those things where we well, like, don't have a choice. Okay, that's the thing. All right, that's the thing is like you could either be excited. That's the fun of this. You could either be excited. I'm or conflicted. Fight it. I'm excited to be doing the podcast with you guys, but I'm not. You know the. I haven't told my mom I'm doing it yet because when she asks, well, what's the name of the podcast? Like, she'll start crying if I told her. Oh, got it. So, okay. so I'll just have her play it. Yes, I'm going to play it for her and then she'll listen. Because I will tell you, we have gotten a lot of feedback from people who've been on the show that when their families listen to their their episode, that they kind of opens up a newer dialogue because mm-hmm. you don't... Not everyone knows what you're really going through because nobody just sits down, looks at each other, and talks about it. Right. Um... I was going to say something and I forgot. Your father, big talent guy, right? Publicist. Yeah, Publicist. he had a big public relations firm. Nice. Yes. Is that how you got into this? Yeah, he kind of opened the door for me and, you know, he had he had big, like I don't brag about myself at all, but I will brag about my dad forever. Like he had clients like Magic Johnson, Arsenio Hall, Kelsey Grammer. He was actually the publicist for all of Paramount Pictures, so I can't really say anything negative about them. Wow. But yeah, so he had a bunch of big clients and growing up in that industry and seeing him certainly 
you know, opened the door for me and I wanted to be like dad. So very, very cool. Yeah. Yes. Did you grow up in LA? I did born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. Not, not many of us. So yeah, this, this has been home forever. Nice. Your dad's from the East coast. Dad's from the Bronx. Okay. Moved out here when he was like 21. He didn't want to work at Dillard's department store. He wanted a better life. And he, um, came out here and started like in the mailroom at a PR firm and just moved his way up and yeah and the rest was history the classic Hollywood mailroom mm-hmm. love it yes very cool does it happen anymore do we even get mail that's actually no <laughs> no I don't know no, do we have mail there rooms? has to be mail rooms I don't know because people still get paychecks and residual like there has to be oh, some okay. kind of distribution center maybe that's what they call it, the distribution center yeah no more mail room <laughs> it's a robot yeah what I was going to tell you is that um, when you were like, I don't know if I should be excited to be in this club, is like, we've had comedians. It, so for comedians in their brain, it's like, how do I get booked on a show? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, hey, here's a tape of my dad dying. I can be on your show. <laughs> um, but I've had a guy come up to me and be like, hey, I'm close to being uh, I'm close? being close. available to do your show. And I go, I'm so sorry. Because it's not like we walk yeah. around going, is your dad dead? Great. Like, right. we actually hear people once they're like, oh, did you know this person's father died? We're like, um, no, but give him his name. When did it happen? Because we like right. to wait a year. Got it. Before we have everyone on. Right. Just to be fair. Yeah, of I course. Think even if you are ready within the year, I, my, I mean, even just in the time that we've done the podcast, yeah. what I've said in regards to my dead dad is extremely different totally so totally i cried this morning did you because of a hallmark movie i don't uh, know if it was about my dad but it, it was adjacent adjacent dad adjacent it was a dad adjacent okay. but like you so the obviously the processing changes throughout your entire life but right i just think it's funny that you said that and it was like no people do want to be on a show yeah so wait, were you like his first call? Like I just found out my dad's dying. We're I'll be available show. soon. We were at a show. Oh, okay. Just, le- just leaned right down during someone's set and was like, hey, so uh, kind of close to being able to be on your show. And I was like, oh my God. All right, well, this changes everything. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. I, every, everything in comedy, regardless of how horrible it it could be like do you want to be abused podcast and people yeah. would be like i'd love to get booked uh yeah std podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, i'm about to go get tested i am a criminal and have never been convicted put me on a podcast so I, <laughs> I think i actually begged you renee to do this i think i probably asked you thousands of times you did ask me a few times well when we i don't know were we on the phone with michael bolton when we realized we both had dead dads i think that's when it was i really do think that i think so too Ugh, i love celebrity interaction in general so like please like both of you just keep being like and then i was talking blah, blah, blah. well we the reason we both had to talk to michael bolton is because he was going to be doing lip sync battle and he was nervous so they wanted michael and i to get on the phone together so that we could and that's the first time you and I really had worked together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was in that moment we realized that we both had dead fathers. And I was like, oh, I have a podcast. My friend Lindsay. And he's like, I, I want to do your podcast. Amazing. I, was I feel like you guys would be comforting as like for like to talk to if you were nervous about something. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, Michael Bolton was. I think he's still nervous, and he shot his show like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah. Shaking yeah, he's still shaking. Oh, he's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, hard yeah. to break out of the shell. He really is very reserved. Interesting. It is interesting. Were you in the room with with us when I said to him, "There's 700 people out there, and you perform in front of 20,000." And he's like, "It's different. I can't do it." I totally wow. get what he's saying, though. Yeah. It is different. He's like an it's a different discipline. Singer, yeah, now and he's he can back it all up just with singing, and to go out and like have to move around the floor mm-hmm. within like a music video on stage is tricky. Shout out to Michael Bolton. Shout out to Bolton, <laughs> my guy. Yes. Um. Anyway, let's move forward. So we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Um. I've only had heard bits of your story, which makes me happy because I want to hear it like fresh. Um, so basically what we're just going to ask is tell us about the day your dad died. So from the moment you woke up and how it all like happened. I'll try and be brief cause I'm going to recap like how I got to that day. So he had, okay. he had brain cancer, glioblastoma, which when I found out it's a death sentence, there's no coming back from it. You can remove a hundred percent of it and it's coming back in two weeks. So we knew, we knew he had like 12 months to 16 months. So that whole process, like the time it finally happened, I had already accepted it. Got it. If that so makes... when, it does. So when you find out something like that, because that's interesting to me, like when you find out that and you're given like a 12 to 16 month thing, do you, you know how like there's like live like you're dying and do all these things. Like, did you guys kind of decide that's how you wanted to take this? Yeah. So we... I don't think my dad did much Googling when we found out what kind of cancer it was because we still, I don't think he knew he was dying. So it was hard for us because when I found out it was a death sentence, I didn't tell my mother or my sister. So I'm the only one that knew that this was something that was going to end. And I don't know how much research my mom and sister did, but I think I told them six months after I had found out. How did you know more than them? My, A, I asked questions that they didn't want to ask. They were in denial. Um, my aunt is in the medical field. So okay. she said to me, do you want to know? And I was like, of course. So she told me. So So the doctor didn't give you that timeline? The doctor danced around it with us. Doctors are weird with cancer. It's like, very weird. They're super weird. Like my aunt has cancer right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, she's fine. I can't believe you're making this about you. I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, but... But, and it was the same thing with my dad when he, like, they, they're so ambiguous. You try to get an answer out of them and they're just like, well, I don't know. Could be. And you're like, okay, could you just, just tell me, narrow it down. Yeah, that's infuriating. It's infuriating. Well, I think one of the hardest. Died suddenly, so he's fine. Well, that. Their answers were straight. (laughs) It was like, the doctors were just like, if you don't quit smoking, you're going to die. And we were like, okay. (laughs) Just kidding. I wasn't in the room. Go ahead. Well, I think that one of the hardest parts was the day, a couple days after he had his surgery, they did remove 100% of it. So when the doctor told my dad, my dad did like this Tiger Woods fist pump thing. And I said, like, it broke my heart because I was like, no, dad, it's coming back. Like, so that was a time the doctor could have said, like, it's going to come back, but he didn't. So you're right. The doctors are when it comes to cancer. It's like, just be honest. But then again, like, did I want my dad to know, you know, so it's, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Got it. So back to what I was asking. So your dad didn't really, didn't really put a time clock. Like he didn't put a clock on it. So he wasn't like going out there and 
Mm-mm. like getting things done that he wanted to possibly do in his life. No. Okay. No. Um, he, it, it's a really tough, aggressive, hard cancer to watch someone battle. Cause you know, when you get to like six, seven months, he couldn't walk and the talking stopped and he stopped recognizing us. So it's like, it was a hard thing. So he didn't have the opportunity physically to do everything that we, like I was trying to get him to co- go back to New York. Cause that's where he's from. He's like, no, 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 we'll do it another time. So it's like, no, dad, we got to do it now. So, so yeah, so we, he didn't get a chance. I mean, he's, he's done so, he did so much in his life that it wasn't like he missed out on anything, but sure. as his son, it would have been nice to have like gone on a trip. So when, how old were you when he died? Uh, he died in 2015. So I was 35. Okay. So he was 64. So yeah. Okay. So go ahead. So you were recapping a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I get a call on a Friday from my mom um we ended up doing home hospice with him because we wanted family to come we wanted him to be comfortable so i get a call on friday afternoon at like three o'clock come home it's it's looking like it's gonna happen which is a weird concept like come on home your dad's about to die all right i'm on my way it's like what music do you listen to when you're in the car like what's your pump up like it's just it's a whole weird thing so i get to the house and he had basically gone into like for lack of a better term a coma and he wasn't talking he wasn't responsive his eyes were closed he was sleeping and the hospice nurse, you know, they were there and they're like, it's going to happen. Say what you need to say, which I had kind of already done, you know? So we sat in the room and it's like seven o'clock now, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, nothing's happening. So wait, when you're all in the room, I always want to know this. Like, is ever, is it just the immediate family? You're all there. Like, do you guys say something to him like in a round table? No, so we all kind of took turns, but you, you are, you know, there's 10, 15 people sitting in the room and you're just kind of having normal conversation in front of him. Right. But then each person kind of says, Hey, can you leave the room? I have a few things I want to tell him. Got it. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. We didn't do that. My dad, um, we had, we did home hospice with my dad too. It's insurance covered. Like we were like half his nurse and then hospice was like half his nurse. Mm-hmm. And when, when we thought he was going to die, we all stood around him and we we wouldn't leave so no privacy for anyone (laughs) like you know i want to hear this yeah i was like go ahead say it bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's a weird thing Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i whispered in his ear when people were in the room because like i didn't want people to hear me like admit to having sex when i was 15 when he left so like there are weird things that i didn't want other people to know um, I think that's interesting that that's what you needed to whisper. Yeah. That's you're like, I gotta tell you. Something I mean, that I was a f- one of one, a few things, but yeah. So you're right, we did have sex in your bed. <laughs> now, was all the family um, while this all was happening? Was all your extended family live? Were they all in the area, or did people have to fly in to come see him? Um, his family disowned him when he moved out here from New York, so his family was in New York. But our family out here, everyone was here. Although it's funny, his best friend was, and I'm going to name drop, sorry, um, Mark Summers, the host of Double Dare. And Mark happened to have been, I know, I know, well, Mark was out of the state. Mark was in Boston when this happened. So he was the only one of like my dad's best friends that wasn't able to be there. Um, But yeah, all the family was there. But here's what's crazy. So I get this this call. this is Friday. This is Friday. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. It's now four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock. And it's like, you don't want to think to yourself, all right, dad, can you hurry up and like do this already? You know, but it's like, it's been five hours. He hasn't spoken all day. 
So the hospice nurse takes his vitals and says he's actually kind of hanging in there. This might happen now tomorrow. Cool. So I'm like, great. So I stayed till like 11 o'clock. And then when you leave, you're like, well, shit, this could happen when I'm gone. I don't want this to happen when I'm gone. So I go home. Get a call Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. Okay, it's time. Get in the car. Drive back up the hill. Get there. The whole family. Same people that we were sitting in the room with yesterday. 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. It's now 9 o'clock at night, and it's like, this is ridiculous already. Like, Dad, like, yeah. how do I respectfully like say, can you just go already? Yeah, do it or don't. So hospice nurse again takes vitals. He's hanging on. This could happen tomorrow. So my best friend in the world was there with me and his wife, and I looked at him at like 9.30, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I want to go get drunk. So we go to uh, coping mechanism. Oh, the the best, the most positive. Because I, maybe I didn't end up crying hysterically after I was drunk that night. Um, so we go to fun at that bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so this is funny. So we actually went on a bar crawl. I was just at this point where I knew like we went we went to dinner at Roy's. I don't then know Roy's is. it's like a fancy steakhouse. I felt like at that time that's what I needed. Okay. Then we went to like seven different bars. I'm hammered. I get home and like I literally walk in my house and start crying hysterically Aww. because who doesn't do that when they drink and their dad's supposed to die two Even days ago? Without the dad part, I <laughs> right. think there's a good chance that'll happen anyway. <laughs> right. Especially if you're drinking that hard over something. Yeah. Um, now, did you have a girlfriend at this point? I was dating somebody, but I did not have a girlfriend. Got it. Were you can. Were you telling her what was going on or were you kind of like keeping it to yourself a little bit? I had been single for about two and a half years and I never brought anyone home to meet my parents. She actually had come and met my dad when he was sick. Oh, was that scary for you if you guys weren't that serious? It was scary because like I hadn't brought a girl around and, you know, I didn't want some girl coming and who I'm like kind of dating to meet my dad who was dying. It's like, it's just, it's a weird thing. Right. But let's just say that we're no longer seeing each other. So let's just um, say that. Let's yeah. Yeah. Let's just say if we were going to code it, let's just say we're not. Yeah. Not, anymore. not together. Um, okay. okay. So now I get the call Sunday morning, hungover. It's going to happen now. Just I've heard, empty tears. Yeah. Empty without the ability to cry. Yeah. So I actually had left my car at my parents' house. So I had to Uber. So I Ubered home. I get there at like wow. nine 30, 10 o'clock. What do you know? 11, 12, <laughs> 1, 2. It's now 5 o'clock. What a trickster. So I call like the hospice, like the 1-800 number on the folder they give you to complain. Like, can we give him morphine? How do we do this to like, how can we make this happen now? Because he, totally. hasn't, he hasn't opened up his eyes or spoken or anything since Friday morning. It's like when people say stuff like this, because listen, I my grandfather went through a similar thing and like it wasn't cancer, but it was dementia and it was Parkinson's. It was He died when he was 91. So it's... He lived a very long life, but that waiting game like makes you almost like understand that whole Kevorkian. Oh, it's brutal. Mm -hmm. Like thing where it's like assisted death makes sense Mm -hmm. in these moments and what like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like for us, I mean, we definitely had a moment. My dad was like in a more, his body was like in a more shut down, like panic state at that point where we were like just dosing. Like, we were, it was just the three of us, my mom, my sister, and I in the room, and we were like, just give him a shit ton of morphine. Just like, and I don't know what we actually did. I stood there for sure and did nothing but screamed. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, that gets thrown, because it's also, it's like, at a certain point, like, that's not the person, like, my dad for sure would have been like, you should have killed me weeks ago. 
Like, you sh- right. for sure should have killed me weeks ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So you call the hospice hotline to complain. Yeah, I called the 800 number. Um, <laughs> and it does not get more... <laughs> so get than that. No, no, that's for sure. That for <laughs> sure. I had to call someone and complain. Um, I'm writing a stern letter yeah, today. Exactly. So it's like 530. I remember because it was just starting to get dark. And I called and literally I, I'm complaining. And it's like you stop and you think, like, how can I complain that my dad's fighting and hanging on? Like, but it was just it was time. It was like enough already. This isn't this isn't life. He's not alive. So the hospice nurse says, all right, so I'm going to tell you a story. And I was like, I don't really want story time, but go ahead. So she tells me there's this woman that sat with her husband. He did hospice in a hospital. So in a facility, she sat with him for 23 straight hours, did not leave the room at all. And he was hanging on. She walked outside to get coffee. She came back and he was gone. So the hospice lady on the 1-800 number said, was your dad a private person? Now, even though my dad was this huge public relations guy and his whole life was being outgoing, he was super private. So she's like, I don't know if this is going to work, but why don't you go in, say your goodbyes, and leave the room? Wow. What was her name? I don't know. Hospice lady? Um, I'll give you the number. I have it at home. she needed a shout out. Go ahead. So... I go in the room and it's now there's like 14, 15 people. I tell them what happened and they're all kind of like, that's crazy. But at this point, like it's worth a shot. 100%. So each person now whispers, says something because we think like this could be it. So I remember I whispered a bunch of things about and sex. I about sex and other weird stuff. I think I said, dad, remember when you tried to have the talk with me? Yeah, you were too late. Um, so we leave the room. It's like a a minute, two minutes. I decide to go use the bathroom while I'm standing there, literally about to be in full stream. My mom starts screaming. He's gone. He's gone. So he wanted to do it by himself. He wanted to do it on his terms. He didn't want to do it in front of us. He just wanted to be alone. So now I'm almost like, if I ever go see a medium, like, is he going to be pissed off? Why didn't you guys leave the damn room? Right. You made me lay there for two whole days. I, I bet he'll think it's funny. And yeah. I have someone you can see. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, get, get me that contact I mean, info. I'll take you after this. I'll go after this. Let's I haven't go. talked to my dad in a minute. Guys, <laughs> let's go see my friend Paul down the street. <laughs> part, Are you sorry yet? <laughs> part, part two of the podcast? Yeah, uh, we, we hook up and it's just an hour of Lindsay going, go, go do a sound check. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No one even gets that joke because it wasn't on air. Um, it's called I Don't Know How to Record Things. It's called You Desperately Need a Producer. Yes. Any, anybody who's listening. Um, okay, so that happens. So what happens after your mom is screaming? So I come in the room and oddly that, what's that Wiz Khalifa, Charlie Puth song that they wrote for, for Fast, and Fast and the Furious? That yeah. was on. Aww. And that's like, you know. Yeah. What are the words? See, it's, you, uh, again. see you again. Yeah. So it was like a really weird thing. So it's been a long day without you, my yeah. friend. Yeah. That's so a good song. yeah. So now, whenever I hear that, I may or may not have some tears. Um, but mine is die with die in your arms tonight. That's I, 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 I'm I'm gonna cry now. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it is. <laughs> we, we all piled in the car to go to my dad's wake, and that was playing. I love it. Okay. And it um, has nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, I was just going to say. Nothing. <laughs> no. It's like, embar- it's like about embarrassment. It's like about being embarrassed by someone you love. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You were so looking for a sign that you didn't get. 
No, I, we just all got it, and I was 10. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is weird. You know what mine is? Storage Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Anytime Storage Wars comes on, I'm like, got you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that song comes out, I'm like, oh, can we change it? It doesn't, like, upset me. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. So I need it gone. Um, so go ahead. So okay, Best so, and Furious theme song. Yeah, so the, the hospice nurse then clears us all out so they can clean them up, get them ready for, what is it, the removal the removal yeah. well that's a story in itself because they got lost what do you mean they got lost they got lost and we sat in the room with my dad for three hours three hours so relate with this by the way finish your story and then i'll talk about myself so so for three hours we're sitting in there and it's like that was probably the most surreal even though he's been laying there like that for a couple of days now that he's dead my mom couldn't be in the room, so she went out and sat in the patio. And I sat in there, I think, with, like, my sister, my cousin, and my uncle. And while he's there, my mom walks in for a second. And, she, like, her eyes, like, roll in the back, and she fainted for a second. Whoa. So she, like, comes to, and my mom's super emotional. Um, my mom's like, oh, my God, like, we have to call the rabbi. Because the funeral, oh. the Jewish religion, like, it's quick. Mm-hmm. So this was, he died on Sunday, so the funeral was going to be on Tuesday. So my mom literally calls the rabbi on his cell phone while my dad is laying there. And the rabbi's like, Meryl, I'm so sorry. I'm in Hawaii for the next two weeks. <laughs> Meryl, I'm a successful rabbi. And I'm laying by the pool. Right. So Your mom's name is Meryl. That's cute. Thank you. Yes. Like Streep, she says. Um, so I had started writing the obituary. Not the obituary. The I'm blanking. The um, Yeah. The speech that I gave. Oh, you, What's oh, the speech? The eulogy. Uh, the eulogy. Yeah, I started yeah. writing the eulogy. But this who is weird. did write his obituary? Because I thought I realized that that's like a thing too. Yeah, it's like someone has to put together an obituary. So and give it to the paper. Well, because my dad was like a well-known publicist, like it was in the that. Hollywood Reporter, Daily Variety. But there's a famous publicist named Stan Rosenfield who happens to have. Yes. I can't find my dad's. I've looked online. Really? I'm sure my brother or someone has it, but like, I just want to put my names in there. It, it is. Does anyone know? Sure. Yeah, it's survived by. My kids. My mom ran it past us, and I think we all were like, I don't care. It's the fucking newspaper. I was also a child. Right. So no one was asking me any. They should have run it past you, though. Be like, hi, can I see that? So the, the cemetery does like their own official obituary. So my dad had OCD. So I decided that I was going to throw in a little joke. So in the official like um, cemetery obituary, it was Larry Goldman survived by his wife, Meryl, son, Michael, daughter, Carrie, dog, Jeter, and his dirt devil. And they actually put it in there and used it. It was, re- it was really funny. Um, so, yeah, so there was no rabbi. So I decided that I was going to step up and I like officiated the whole thing and I had to rip up my eulogy and now like start from the beginning. And so I did it. You officiated the whole funeral? Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa. Is that legal? No, it was, we were, I'm Jew-ish with emphasis on the ish. So we, we had one of our family members, they led the mourners Scottish, but I just did like the, you know, I welcomed everybody. I actually told them to take their cell phones out and take pictures of me. That's a true story. Um, I wanted to keep it light. I wanted to keep it light. So, yeah, so I officiated, which was tough. Sounds like you've already done stand-up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, I'm available. Um, so, yeah, so that, that honestly, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember being at the cemetery like that. Even though I was prepared and ready, 
there's just something very weird about like that final moment and it's just so yeah so i don't remember anything so do you so okay uh, i'm italian so things go differently for me um in the morning like in the the process of like we do a full wake we do a funeral it's like you wait Wait, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, no, but I ahead. did have three shots of Fireball on a Xanax with my mother. So you're, go ahead. You're a basic bitch. Go ahead. Yes. That was that was that was that's, so basic. Sorry. Go ahead. Three <laughs> shots of Fireball and a what? Maybe a Xanax. Maybe. And I'd never taken one in my life. So you. That's probably I why I don't remember any of like the secret footage. <laughs> just like my dad's dead. It's time to adventure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would love if we could get like lost footage. Someone did record you doing it, and then it's like. You slur and you're just like, I killed it. And you're just like, tired, like dad. And like, nothing comes out. I definitely dropped the mic at the end. Oh, Jesus. I'm out. Man. I'm out. Big moment. Big moment. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry for. Proud of that. Yes. Um, all I was going to ask was first of all, are you allowed to officiate a funeral if you're not a rabbi? Um, maybe. And but then, we kind of just did our own thing. Okay. But did you do it in a synagogue? Or no? Uh, we did it at a religious... A temple? Cemetery. No, uh, Eden... Outside, right? It was inside. Oh, it was inside. It was inside, but he's in a mausoleum, so then we moved to, like, we put him in the wall, and yeah. yeah. My, my grandfather's in one of those as well. I just never... I've never... I've only been to one Jewish funeral that took place mostly outside at mm. the site. Yeah. A night great aunt died uh, when I was home for Christmas, like, two years ago. And we went to the funeral and it was outside because everyone has to throw dirt on the grave. That's like the thing. Mm. Yeah. So also my mom's cell phone, her Pandora station went off while the rabbi was reading. The That's amazing. Morning. What was the song? <laughs> it was the Beatles. And it was, and, and nobody, she had no idea her phone was going. This was like insane. She had no idea her phone was going off. Nobody knew what to do. Everyone was confused because they were like, I didn't know that, uh, Aunt Bella liked the Beatles, <laughs> and nobody knew where it was coming from, and it took, and then it became apparent that it was, like, for sure someone's cell phone, and we were all looking around, and then it, finally my mom was like, oh, no, and I was like, you're a nightmare. You put dirt on her grave with your cell phone playing the Beatles. Because Maybe that was supposed to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was no, it a good sure. song? Was it a good Beatles song? I don't even remember what it was. Eight days a week. I'll That's what I was just thinking. I'll never <laughs> let her forget it. It was oh, for man. sure not, like, a me I so want to meet your mom and just have Beatles playing in my pocket like when I'd say hey nice to meet you she would talk about she would tell you the whole story again even if you were like I've heard it she would be like let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) um okay so yeah that was my question because I did you sit shiva did you do all that traditional stuff no you didn't no my mom my mom didn't want to do all that got it like so much food don't you yeah you do we still got the food we had sent to us, but it was my my dad was super private and really didn't like a lot of people, so my mom kind of took that on and was like, "Well, Larry wouldn't have wanted you coming to the house anyway, so just send the food and we're we're good." So yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. So your did you learn anything about your dad at the funeral, like that you didn't know? Not really. I mean, there are some things he had told me, maybe some some trysts he had had before he got like before I got to that point where he couldn't talk anymore so I feel like you know it's that question do you want to know that your dad's dying or do you not so knowing like you yeah so like I there were 
I didn't really learn anything new at the funeral, but just like the steps leading up and the time leading up, I did. But like, did you, did anyone come to the funeral that you were like, oh, there's actually, there's like 250 people came, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, yeah. Mark Summers, again, another name drop. He spoke. Um, and my dad's best man from his wedding. He spoke. So it was just the three of us. So yeah. Women weren't allowed to go out. My, my, you know, my, my mom had, my mom gave me a few things that she wanted me to include, but she was just a wreck. There was no chance that she was going to, to make it through. And I, I, I really did a good job. I had a hiccup though, is that as you know, I wear glasses and I don't like oh, wearing yeah, glasses right. in front of people. He has his glasses on when you're not like in his office <laughs> and you go in and he takes them off immediately. What is wrong with you? I don't know. It's just, a, it's, it's a weird thing. You're so scared of being a nerd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that, that, I think. I feel like this is this has been very therapeutic. So scared of being a nerd. I am. I am. So. That's what I picture. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. It's like when I feel someone walk in, the glasses come off. But as I'm reading, and I I did the font in like 18, because I I didn't want to wear my glasses in front of everybody. But sure enough, I got caught up and I couldn't see, so I had to wear my glasses in front of everybody. So that was my little hiccup for the for the speech. Big hiccup. Big yeah. reveal. Yeah. Big reveal. He wears glasses. Did everyone gasp? They're like, Actually, I'm he wears glasses. Out. I like would have just laughed. It would have been amazing. It was like, <gasps> he wears glasses. His son was that a was nerd. that was the big gasp. His son was a nerd. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Look who's a nerd. It just becomes a scene from Revenge of the Nerds. What is going on? Um, your sister didn't speak. No. Nope. What was your relationship with your sister like during this time, like around things? Um, so we never really got along. Okay. Um, and again, like I won't go too deep into it, but she resented me for a lot. I was like the athlete child and my parents spent a lot more time with me and she just resented me and I may or may not have hooked up with her friends when we were growing up. So well, there's just a lot didn't. of, she's younger. That's a rite of passage as an older brother. Yeah, I dated my brother's brother. So, Carrie, if you're listening. I dated my brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't have a brother. <laughs> um, but did you? No, I dated my friend's brothers. Yeah. It's a, you're allowed to. That's what high school's for. Yeah. And a little sprinkle of college. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So, we, yeah, we weren't, we weren't super close. Um, she's funny. She, like, we're very different. Like, I'd like to think I'm outgoing, and she's totally not. So before my dad's surgery, he kind of called us together and was like, guys, I don't know what's going to happen after the surgery. I just need you guys to pull together and be friends and, you know, because this could be it. So we go in the waiting room and I'm like, Carrie, can we do this for dad? She's like, don't talk to me. Yes. (laughs) So now when I tell you this part of the story, like, so then my mom, as I said, she's super emotional. So when the last person left, we had everybody back at their house after the funeral. It was like a high school party. All my high school friends, we all got drunk. So my mom decides to have this moment with us when the last person leaves. She huddles us up in the foyer. Guys, we're all we have now. Promise me we'll we'll be there for each other. And I'm like, I promise. And my sister goes, I can't make any promises. <laughs> Your sister? So we just started laughing because that's who she is. Like, we don't really think, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just who she was. So we just started laughing. I feel like your sister is Ferris Bueller's sister. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the one that's who's a, just that's like, a good, yep. oh, great. That's a great comparison. Is it? Mm-hmm. We have, like, a, I have, like, such a similar experience. With, there's so many things that are parallel between um, <laughs> Renee's dog, Sugar. Sugar, oh, she's the cutest. I thought I was today's guest. I know, right? Um, 
No, it was very similar. My sister and I don't historically get along. She'll literally never listen. Is it the Jewish thing? I don't know. We're like connected somehow. We it's, don't. Yeah. And so, and when she died, uh, or when not, she didn't die. When <laughs> I was gonna when say, I, did you just break news? No. <laughs> when he died, like our whole, like yeah, like we literally had to say out loud. We were like, we gotta stick together. And my sister was like, I'm gonna leave. And like she was like super. I I get it. The same thing. The night before he died, like he was in my parents' room, and so we were all just kind of like in and out. And like the night before he died, my sister got and I got into like a nasty argument, like yelling over him. Like she was on <laughs> my parents' bed. He was like in the middle of the room in his hospital bed, and I was like on the other side, and it was just like us yelling over each other. <laughs> That's probably refreshing for him. It's like, why would they change now? Maybe, but she tried to make it seem like he died because we argued. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was like he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I've got to get out of this. They're doing it again. <laughs> uh, they're um, into her own Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, we didn't talk for like six months after he died too, so that was like our we just like couldn't. I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> we have, we haven't spoken for like a year now, so just, yeah. Oh, really? So we has have your beat. Your, has your mom and she spoken? I think that they're on the outs right now too. How are you on the outs? Like that's not so even a weird. thing that has ever happened in my family. Like not legitimately. You're not Jewish. Yeah, I admire that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had that. Wait. We'll get annoyed with each other, but there's never there's never been a moment where we're like we're on the outs. But I wonder if it's because we had a different we were forced into a different dynamic young, mm. and so it just became more like a sensitivity thing. Like I don't know. My mom and her sister are maybe the only ones now that like really give a shit about keeping people together. I think like everybody else in my family has never had a problem being like, now nah, we're done. It's so funny because my grandmother who's 91 who's like a badass still and like sweeps her own fucking snow sprinkled porch <laughs> yeah, drives me insane um she's the one who's like she'll get worried she'll be like who's gonna keep everybody together like make sure everyone stays together and we're like we're doing it like mm-hmm. if i go home and and i'm like oh mom do you want to go to lunch with like my sister-in-law and my sister yeah can i invite nancy and grandma sure my aunt nancy i was like sure and then Nancy will tell somebody. And then my grandma will tell my Aunt Josie. And then all of a sudden, we're all at fucking Red Lobster with 25 people. I love oh, that. And I, I awesome. do, too. And I didn't know that, I had, that that was different from anyone else. So that's why I never, when people are like, I'm not talking to my brother right now. I'm like, you got to fix it. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense, but I get it. No, I really, I, I always, I think about that. I, I love that families do that. I just literally, I'm like, I'm good. You know, this has, like, never been a thing where anyone's been, like, you guys got to stick together. And I'm like, oh, you're damaged and annoying? Bye. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But do you, so do your sister, so after all is said and done, do you help your, do you and your sister help your mom pack his stuff up? Um, I did. I did. I don't know if my sister really did all that. Did you take anything for yourself? You know, my mom offered me like a, like there are some like a couple pairs of shoes that I had gotten him that like he never wore, so I just brought him home. I mean, I took like a like a guess a guess jean jacket from the eighties. I mean, so like yeah, I mean there are some things that I definitely took and I keep in the house. Um, 
but a lot of the stuff is still there. I mean, he was he's a big sports guy, so there's sports memorabilia and stuff that one day will be mine. I just, I don't know if I'm ready to take it. Like, it's just, sure. so. It's you, a finalizing thing, for sure. Yeah. You actually said something interesting, and sorry to kind of venture off here. I'm, I'm going to, um, <laughs> so. She's chewing out of her So. <laughs> I, turned the, I turned the mic off when I'm chewing. So your dad's hospital bed was in the bedroom. Uh, we already heard the apple, but yeah. Is that. We're, I'm only asking because we had my dad set up in like a downstairs like guest room where it was like and it's yeah, it's still rich. weird. No, downstairs guest room. <laughs> no. We didn't have a guest room. Um, Is it, it? It's still weird for me to walk into that room. Yeah. Well, my mom moved. A Got year it. After. Um, did she? Did she, like she had to? She couldn't. Yeah. It was just too. It it ended up. They were there longer than they needed to be the house was like a little bit bigger than it needs to be my sister and I were both out of the house at that point but he had been in his he loved like he loved his room he's uh so he loved just like sitting on his bed for hours on his computer and there was a bathroom in there so he was in his bed before he had to be moved to a hospital bed so we wanted to keep it as normal as possible so it just seemed like the easiest transition. And also our bedrooms were upstairs. So it was a lot easier. I mean, it was also like a little bit much, but it was, my room was right across the hall. So I could look right in and we had a similar thing where apparently they didn't pick up bodies on the weekends normally. Mm -hmm. So he was just in there for hours and uh, just a dead body. And we were kind of like, uh, yeah, that's by far like the hardest, weirdest thing. It's just, yeah, it's super weird. So I was like laying on my bed in my room. My door was open and the bedroom door was open. I could just see the bed and like his forehead. And it was like, can someone close this door for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah. do your, so you said that people who came to collect your father got lost? They got lost. They were supposed to be there in like 30 minutes to an hour and it ended up being three hours. What are they called when they go? It's the morgue? Like, who know. are they? Whatever they are, like, we need to fix the their process. The corner. I don't know, the corner. I'll tell you that my mom's best friend did not trust them and said to hide the jewelry. <laughs> That's the best. But also, your dad asked you to hide something, didn't he? I oh, yeah. He asked me to hide his dildo <laughs> from my mom. So. It's like my favorite random thing it's, ever. It, the cancer, it, he had bladder cancer, but it metastasized. And when he was dying, it was in his brain. So. He was, like, losing pieces of himself all over the place, but he, like, had it together enough to, like, wait till my mom left for the first time in, like, a week to go to, like, the grocery store, and then I was just there alone, and my dad and I had, like, a pretty strained relationship, and he just, like, he got up out of bed, and he hadn't gotten up out of bed in forever, and he, like, was rustling around, and he had the door shut, and then he was like, something for you and I need I you that it's for you I know it was like for me and he was like I have a dildo and I haven't used it in a while but um, I would have loved to have seen your face I want to know what was going on in your head uh I mean I was I was dead I was like I cannot you believe you, you're doing this this is gonna be one of my last memories of you. <laughs> this is the last like one-on-one -on -one conversation we had I can't imagine if my mom said that to me let alone a dad I mean, I was just like, I don't need to know any of this. 
a lot of stuff, like, my mom, like, had to, like, censor herself. Like, I I was like, look, I don't want to deal with this. Dad is a dildo. I don't, don't talk to me about it. You handle it. He didn't want you to know. I don't want to deal with this. She goes, I know. And I was like, no, nope, I don't even need to know that. I don't even know any of this. You need to cut me out of this conversation. Um, the fact that your dad claimed it was his I know. makes me laugh. I just because it's like, I got a dildo. And I want you to have it. I know. I like, well. Also, it's so funny too, because like in retrospect, I remember being like, "God, I bet it's like forty years old." Like, <laughs> 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 I bet it's not even like a good. One, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean that was our last one-on-one. <laughs> we actually we had. I'm not going to say similar because there wasn't any dildo conversations, but. My dad, we kept his phone on until he passed away and he would still like think he was trying to do work and he would try and respond to work emails, but we wouldn't let him because he couldn't spell. Like it just got, it got bad. So there was one day I went looking through his phone to check and see if there's any like pressing emails that like I need to respond to. And I swear to God, you know, you, you, you scroll down, you click and then the new messages come in. Okay. Cupid. No. Sent him an email and it was titled Larry G. Your match. Here are your matches. No. <laughs> so my dad's sleeping, and I yell for my sister. This was one of the rare moments that we actually like bonded and had like a conversation. Yeah. I was like, Carrie, you're not going to believe this. Dad's on OK Cupid. She's like, What? My parents were married. Like they were never like they weren't yeah. divorced. My mom was in the next room, and I'm like, What do we do? I'm like, This has to be a mistake. So I log into the account. It actually lets me like change the password to get in. Something crazy happened. It was a different Larry G in Denver that like it got signals crossed. I mean, I'm I still, yeah, I was so, I was like, oh my God, is my, was it no, a we, no, you know, we use AOL. Yeah, absolutely. I have an old, old Yahoo. Do you? Yeah, you have to have a number. Migs21 at AOL.com. <laughs> um, a guy that I dated like a year ago also had an AOL. Really? Hmm. We're aging ourselves. We're aging ourselves, right? I'm 60. <laughs> How do you use my phone? <laughs> um, I don't know why I picture your dad having a flip phone, which I know he did not. But I'm picturing my mom's phone that like she... The, the, the fact that she has any apps at all is like a waste of time. Sure. I think she's 65. But she's, it's like, Mom, quit posting on my Facebook page. Like, she'll post <laughs> messages to me on my Facebook page. Oh, she hasn't done that in a while. But they'll be like, hi, Renee. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, oh, chick. That's so cute. <laughs> you can't do that, okay? Now the world knows. It's like, hi, Renee, you haven't been home lately. Um, is everything okay? <laughs> it's like, call me. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do this on Facebook. Now my mom just calls me every Sunday. And the, if she leaves a message, or even if she calls, because she knows I'm afraid something bad's coming through the phone. Sure. She'll go, because when I was a kid, and that's how we found out about my dad, like we were all the kids were separated, mm-hmm. doing something that Saturday. So the phone rang, and so I'm like, hello? And she always goes, hi! Like immediately tries to like make sure I know that's her sweet. energy's high. She's like, everything's okay. I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> That's but, nice so, okay, Cupid, it was not his. Not his. But for about half an hour, while we were trying to figure out this password situation, we're like, holy shit, my, my dad's out there pimping. What if your dad had a house in Denver? 
That'd be, I'd be so angry that I wasn't invited. I know. Do you have that? Was his age correct and everything on it? The age was correct. It, it's weird. It came through like Larry G and his number like 2727. So we're like, oh my God, this is him. Right. But then once like we got into the account, it was like a 28-year-old guy in Denver. It was super weird. And there was no pictures of your dad. No. Like, no, I was kind of bummed. so weird. I know. You were bummed? Yeah, I mean, it had been a... No, I mean, just because he's on a K-Cupid doesn't mean... He, maybe he's just looking. He could browse. Sweet You're so much more chill about that. First of all, that's not browsing. It's browsing. That's, that's signed up hunting. <laughs> that's a different... Sign. Do you do that in relationships? I don't. Let's go back to you. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, let's talk about your habits. <laughs> let's talk about I think everyone at this table are. would like to know. Uh, are um, you on OkCupid in a relationship? I'm not. Great. We're done with that. Are but, you on OkCupid? But J-Swipe, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. No. J-Swipe? No. Is that what it's called? A nightmare. It's actually embarrassing. It's embarrassing. When J-Swipe first came out, sorry to like go in a totally different direction. When you matched. Like J-Date for Jews and it's like literally like. But isn't J date for juice? J date, yeah, but J swipe is like the same thing, but it's like Tinder, and it's yeah. just people's moms. Like it's there, there are like very few actual like young people on there. It's just like moms being fucking crazy. But can I tell you what's most embarrassing about J swipe? Your mom's on it. When you match with somebody. This little like animated character of somebody sitting in a chair like at a bar mitzvah, like the thing like moves and the person flips in the chair and sits down. It says Mazel Tov, you got a match. That's embarrassing. I haven't been on for like three years. They might have changed it. Well, but. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I want to get on J Swipe. You should. You can. I want Mazel Tovs. I want all the flipping sides <laughs> ready for this. For that, please. We'll for sign you that. up. We'll sign you up. There'll be a we'll lot you. of Jewish guys ready to make their moms real mad. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this I've had a Jewish boyfriend and the family loved me I believe that. I know how to sell I'm good I'm good at with I give good parents I feel like they're better with like women if, especially because they think they can get you to convert I, I can't I can't I can barely convert to any to a fucking class. I know I can never. convert to Judaism yeah I just I don't, I, I don't go to church yeah, I'm very Jewish. I'm very loosely. I only really like claim the culture. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get it. We're becoming popular. Yeah. Like, like we're in rap songs and like it's it's becoming a thing. I well, mean, you can blame or celebrate Mac Miller. It's is true. He Jewish? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Sure is. He's dating hmm. Ariana Grande. Yes. Ariana Grande is so. Jewish. Oh no, he's dating her. So I would I wonder if she'll convert if they get married. Doubtful. She's Ariana Grande Bird. Catholic, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. I, Very Latina. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Does that matter anymore to people? It's funny. My, my mom always said, like, you don't have to marry someone Jewish until you bring home somebody that's not Jewish. And then she has a thing. No, she didn't care. She said, she always just says it's easier. Why? My, my ex ex I mean. wanted me to convert. To, to Greek Orthodox because she wanted to get married in the Greek Orthodox Greek. church and something. she wanted me to get baptized and I was like, I'm good. Something. I grew up with a lot of Greek people mm -hmm. in this Greek and Italian neighborhood and holy shit, they take religion and that culture very seriously. Yeah. A lot of similarities to Italians but nothing like I've seen if you're Greek Orthodox and you like the, the just everything from politics to the to the it's just like very my big fat greek wedding is no joke can, can, can i just tell like one very quick religion story yeah 
so my ex who is super religious, she's from Pittsburgh. So Do you still talk to her? No. But did she, she get married? She did get married. Okay. But she also called when she found out my dad got sick, which was nice. That is very nice. So super Wanna religious. Why? She's super religious and Greek. Yeah. You know, like Italians would do the same thing. Like there's just a, there is something beautiful about the upbringing because there is like a sense of family that no matter what, like, and I'm, I'm going to let you tell this story, but I really quick, like if you're, this is another thing that I grew up thinking I would, it's a no brainer. If an ex-boyfriend of mine passed away, I would immediately be at his funeral. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people think that's weird. I think that, yeah. You think it's weird? Well, yeah, and we've had and we've had this conversation before because, like, I'm shocked that I mean, like, I feel like that's incredible that he would immediately be there. I would assume they wouldn't want me there. See, I would assume. But also, how how did it end? Was it bad? Was it? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that also. Well, I've never had anything end so bad that like, usually I'm in it longer because of the family, and so, I feel like, you should go to your exes. Like, just because the relationship has changed doesn't mean it has to, like, lose respect. For sure. That's how I feel. I think that's the right thing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Go with your story. Um, So, again, she was super religious. So, the first time I went to Pittsburgh, I get there. Her dad gives me the speech. We have rules in this house. She'll be sleeping in the guest room. Totally get it. Cool. Get up to the room. Sit down. We had just flown in. I'd had one of those moments where, like, I put my head down in, like, my hands. Like, I'm tired. I look over to my right. On the nightstand, there was a Jesus icon. I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're they're really religious. <clears throat> so I look on, <clears throat> excuse me, I look on the, the counter and there's like 10 Jesus icons. And I look on the TV, there's five on the TV. Oh there were 150 Jesus icons in this room. When you say icon, what do you mean? Like an eight by 10 picture of Jesus. Oh, pictures. Yeah, pictures. Okay. So she comes in the room and she's like, I am so sorry. They did this because you were coming. There's usually only one in here. Oh, my God. How crazy is that? But why? To, like, inspire you? No, to, like, like Jesus is watching. Like, don't touch my daughter. Like, it was a weird, I don't, it's a weird thing. Weird. It's a weird How thing. How old are you guys in your 30s? Yeah, the 30. I mean, that's too old to be acting that way. Yeah, so. Super weird. Yeah. I, my mom is very, like, anything goes because her dad tried to disown her for marriage. Like, for religious purposes? Even my dad was Catholic, even though mm. he, like, didn't really give a shit. He, uh, he was, like, my grandpa was so mad. It's interesting, because my grandmother, so my mom is the oldest of five, and they're 100% Sicilian. And my grandma, English second language, well, no matter what, she seems fine. But she meets someone, and she goes, are you Italian? Like, it's her first question. <laughs> I dated an Asian guy. And she met him, and she goes, I don't like a Chinese food. And I was like, <laughs> Grandma. And she's like, what? Like, she doesn't even think she's being, and he goes, me neither, I'm Vietnamese. And I was like, sweet. Thank God he was like, no, he wasn't normal, but thank God he was chill. Yeah. His parents were English second language Vietnamese, so I think he was more like, this is fine. This They would do the same thing. Like, it's fine. But right. it's like, and I dated a guy who was Jewish and Italian, she found out at a family party he was half Jewish. And she, the loudest, and he had been there for years at this point, and she was like, Jewish. And like, and I go, whoa. And my, my aunt goes, mom. And she goes, what? I'm just asking. Like, it's the way she said it was so. And then she like backpedals and she's like, she doesn't mean it, but it's just this 
reaction to anything not Italian. She made her point. Will ruin her. She bed. made her point. Can I just say the hair impression of your grandma is like one of my favorite things. I know. Just love it. It's pretty dead on if you ever meet her. I think we have to meet her now. She's the greatest. <laughs> I do an impression of her on my SNL audition that she's the newest cast of Jersey Shore, <laughs> and she's my That's grandma, so and she's like, oh, I have a sex with a situation, and he's and like, she's like fucking everybody. <laughs> And I was like, it's a little too real. Like, it feels That's like so grandma talking very badly. But I go, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I, I probably won't show up. But, you know, one day. One day it'll get me. Um, so go ahead. What were we talking about? Religion. So a bunch of Jesus icons. Yeah, it was just, it was very surreal. And I think her dad referred to me as a bagel a few times. So it was just, it's a, oh, so I'm, 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 I'm. To be fair, you look like a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> a giant hole in the middle of your mouth. Um, need, needless to say, I'm not with her anymore either. Yeah. So. So why didn't you? So did you not marry? So did your dad like her? Yeah. 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 My dad liked her. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just we were together for seven years, and I was like, you could have told me this three years ago, four years ago. I'm not converting. I'm not getting baptized. I can I wear floaties? Like, I don't see it. I don't it's see not happening. Baptized. No. So yeah. Would you meditate? Would I meditate? Yeah, meditation were part of someone's religion. Would you do it? I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. I just put it out there. I'll now. meditate. Just in case. Just in case you and I fall in love with me, I don't want there to be a surprise. I mean, I'll, I'll meditate. There you go. Fine. Commitment. I just That's put right. my religion on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so he, he died. You guys had the funeral, the eulogy. Uh, what, you know, what was kind of like, You know, there was a time in September. He died in October. There was a moment in September where I asked him something and he didn't remember our last name. He didn't remember who we were. He only identified with his caretaker or the hospice nurse who was there all the time. So whatever that day was in September, that was the day that my dad passed away. So I had this month where I was able to grieve because I knew he was gone. So he died on Sunday. I was back to work on Wednesday. Funeral was on Tuesday. I just needed... I went on a date that Friday. Like I just needed to get out and try and live some kind of normal life, even though I wasn't ready for any of it. I just needed to get back to work and be around people. So it was there was never real. I mean, the grieving period for me was when he was still alive, which is weird. Well, when you say that you weren't ready for it, though, did was is that just because you feel like that you're not supposed to be ready for it, or is it because like you then had emotions catch up to you that you then had to deal with? You know, I've. I've lost people in my life. I mean, I was super close with my dad. So it was, it was just, are, are you talking about like specifically the day in September when I, when he, like when I realized he was gone and I. No, I'm saying like you meant, you said when you went back to work and like went on a date and you needed the normalcy mm-hmm. that like you did all this stuff, even though you weren't really ready for it. Did you say like you weren't ready for it because you felt, you feel like you probably shouldn't be ready for it or it was it because like you had like a moment I've had that moment many times, you know, you, you just, there's always stuff, you know, you wish you can go back and do different. There's stuff like you wish that you can change and fix. I mean, I, I think within society, I think if somebody looked at me and said, you're going on a date on the Friday night after your dad's funeral, like, I guess that's just a weird thing, right? I guess People it's just set standards for grief yeah. and for mourning. And I think 
it's nobody knows what they'll do. Like, yeah, it, we all do different things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I know we had one guest who was it Marty who went and saw a movie. Yeah. Right when he found out his mom died. Yeah. He was like, I just went to the movies. Mm. And like, you watch some weird Craigslist killer movie. Yeah, I watched while my dad's body was upstairs and we were waiting. I watched the Craigslist killer movie on my computer the, the day of his funeral. Yeah, you just, you don't, yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no book. I like, went there's... right to work. Like, I, yeah. I got like a job immediately after, but I, it caught up to me for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's n- normal. I think that like what I was saying before is like, crying earlier this week. Like, there'll be moments where you go, oh, God, I might be processing this part of this now. So this is, you, you guys will really like this one. So that moment for me, so I was producing a show during this time. It was actually, can I, can I say the show? Was, say the show. It was Hollywood Game Night. Okay. And yeah, shout out to Jane Lynch. Um, so I had Hannah Jeter, Derek Jeter's wife, on the show that week. And my dad being from the Bronx diehard Yankees fan like me diehard Yankees fan so I had gotten my dad these rubber bracelets when I was in New York at Yankee Stadium it was a two-pack there was a gray one and a navy blue one I put the gray one on my wrist and I put the blue one on his wrist the day he was supposed to die when he died I switched them so he was buried in the gray that I was wearing and I have the blue that he was wearing when he died why'd you switch them because I wanted to have his on my wrist at all times. I and I wanted really him sweet. to have mine. So that weekend, we're shooting Hollywood Game Night and Hannah Jeter's there. A, she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. If you like, she's SI model. Like, So I meet her and I put my hand out to shake my hand. And I forget I'm wearing the Yankee bracelet that has Derek Jeter's number two on it. Got so it. now I'm looking like, like a fan. So she shakes my hand and she's like being super nice and we're talking and she's like, oh, you're a Yankee fan. I noticed the bracelet. And I tell her the whole story. Oh, you were mourning, yeah. I was in such mourning. And one of the producers looked at me and was like, did you really just tell Hannah Jeter that you're wearing the bracelet that your dad was wearing when he took his last breath? So I had one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm for sure not ready to be out in public talking to anybody right That's now. That's the stage. That's the, the, the uh, vomit stage mm-hmm. where you tell everyone about yes. it no matter what. Like, did I ever tell on this uh, podcast, have I, did I ever tell the CBS casting woman story? No. So I did um, a festival uh, as a comedian, like, oh, nine. And after you do that festival, you tend to go on – a lot of casting like uh, meetings so you're on everyone's radar or whatever so my manager's like oh you're meeting with CBS because of how I met your mother and they just want to like see what you would fit into in their lineup and I was like okay so I get there the woman that I'm meeting um, has pictures of her family all around has little kid pictures has everything she's sitting at the desk never looks at me is just looking at her computer so almost like she's just doing her thing and I happen to be there. And then she's talking to me and she goes, oh, I heard, you know, you're really great. I didn't get a chance to go to Montreal because I was pregnant at the time and that's why I couldn't go. And I was like, oh, and I see the picture of these kids and I go, oh, what did you, did you have a boy or a girl? And she's like, well, wait, that's not what I asked. I asked, oh, I did ask, did you have a boy or a girl? And she goes, well, both. And I go, oh, that's you had twins. She's like, well, kind of. She's not looking at me. And I go, okay. And she's like, 
one of them died during birth, and I was like, okay. <laughs> now I am like legitimately. Where do you go from there? Exactly, <laughs> and so luckily, I really give all the credit to my bar mitzvah dancing days because I know how to interact in a way to get myself out of things. And being a bartender, like I have these skills for some reason, so I just go, oh well. What were their names? You know, what are the names? And what? Are, and I'm just acting like it was normal. And she was like, "Yeah, I couldn't go because um, I was pregnant, and then I gave birth, and it was coming." She just like tells me everything, and I left, and I was like, "This woman shouldn't be at work." No, she's on medication for. I understand. She was clearly on medication. And I called my manager, and I go, "What the fuck?" And he goes, "Oh my, she told you." I was like, yeah, he goes, we all had known about it, but I didn't think to tell you that because I didn't think it would be a big deal. And I was like, she's in a grieving stage of telling everybody. Yeah. With comedians. And I still have done nothing at CBS. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) With comedians, you always see it. Like, if they're active in comedy and their dad dies, or anybody, honestly... It's like um, most comedians immediately get up on stage and they're like, oh, no, my dad just died. And it's like, why, you guys? Like, shut up. Like, right. And it's not. Yeah, it's totally not. The vibe is completely different. Like, I have dead dad jokes. Brene has dead dad jokes. But, like, I think they were not, for me, they weren't funny until uh, I was, like, actually over it. Yeah, I mean, there's a way you can tell, even in breakups. When comedians yeah. go on stage and they say something about like an ex or a breakup, you can tell what's fresh. And there's no comedy in it because they're like mad or hurt and it's almost too real. Right? But like your jokes are funny about your dad though, and they're I'm very sorry. <laughs> But that's actually why we started this podcast is because we were every time we would do one, people would go, mm, like they wouldn't take it. Right. And we'd be like, No, this is fine. Yeah. Like, nobody's talking about it casually enough. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's why it's like, but you, it's the details. It's the vomit stage where it's yeah. like you think you need to include details. Like mine is like pretty straightforward. And then I talk about seeing a, me- a medium. But like when I was first telling it, I like really needed to like just be like, and he died and I saw him take his last breath. And I was <laughs> like, no, yeah. this is a joke. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's what you filter out when you're done with it. Yeah. But you can at that time. So it's like so hard to see comedians go up. It's like, yeah, it is the same thing with like breakups when they're just like, yeah, I got dumped. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. okay well, do you have a joke? Or, yeah. You know? I think, I think the first like joke I made wasn't like, I would run into people in the industry that knew my dad that a lot of, a lot of people knew he died, but a lot, it's like, how's your dad doing? And I always feel weird saying like, oh, unfortunately, you know, he passed away. Cause then the other person feels like shit and you're standing there. Yeah. So then like, I made a joke after to one of my buddies is like, what am I supposed to say? Like, oh, he just lays around, doesn't say much, doesn't really get out a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he's trapped in a box sometimes. Like it's like, that was like the first time I made any kind of like, joke or had some type of sense of humor about it and it's definitely gotten better over the years I mean but I guess that's always expected yeah it's always and we've talked about this a lot on here before too is like that why it is nice to meet other people who have the same experience because you can make jokes or mm-hmm. you can have vomit and everyone understands it yeah. yeah like you can say something and you go okay yeah I totally get it like 
Right. It's just, because it, like, exactly what you're saying is true. It's like, you talk to someone and then, my dad died when I was 10. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time ago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. So it's like, and then they're like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And I get it. I get no one knows what to say, but then it becomes making sure they're okay. Right. Yeah, and it's like an immediate understanding where it's like, I get the pain, and I get that your experience is completely your own, your grief is completely your own, and I understand that, but I don't, like, feel bad for you in a way right. where it's my, it's your responsibility to fix right. that. And we also don't have to continue to have a conversation about it, I feel like. It's, uh, chatting about it's one thing, but, like, we don't have to get into, right. like, a... Like, if I'm trying to talk about something else, but I have to at least clarify that my dad is dead, I'm always a little bit like, can I just not do that? Is there a way yeah. to get around that? Have, have you guys become desensitized to death? No. Like, if, if someone you know, like, their dad is sick or dying, are you just kind of like, well? No, but that is a common thing I've heard people I say. I have not. I have, for sure. I think... Well, you, we've established multiple times that you have more feelings, yeah. especially than me, but like you have way more care. I'm going to leave here feeling really bad about myself. I'm going to no. drive home and be like, am I an ass? No, no, no. I feel like, um, no, I'm very, am I, actually my sister cries when she hears someone's anything has passed away. Like, she, But it's almost like she just, that's her, she's like, oh, it's just like brings her back to like feeling just awful. She just feels awful for people. But like. I don't cry and I don't feel bad, but I definitely always will reach out. Like, even if it's a comic or someone I don't even love that much, I'll be like, I'll send them a private message and I'll just be like, hey, I heard some, you know, that your dad might be sick. My ex-boyfriend's girlfriend, we were all working together at the same restaurant. She needed, and I hated her. She needed a (laughs) shift because they lied to me for a long time. It was very scandalous. She needed a shift cover because her dad was sick in Florida. I picked up her shift immediately so i was like of course you're too nice and then i texted my ex-boyfriend and said is lauren's dad okay and he goes wow that's really nice yeah i think he'll be okay i was like okay just making sure yeah i'll definitely reach out to people i'll reach out to strangers there was like a girl that came to my mic who was like my dad died two weeks ago and i reached out to her yeah and i was like do you need anything like i'm but i am pretty decent i've told jokes about it now yeah about how desensitized I am just because so many people like growing up for me got cancer and died that it was just like a very at this point it's like a very normal thing mm-hmm. to like li- like the list of people that have died and that's not even like in a dramatic way but just like a factual way sure so I think like but I also think that I've become I don't I don't have shame around feeling desensitized you shouldn't them. you should it should be a however you need to feel like if if I have a friend whose parent or grandparent, it's like, oh my god, my my grandpa's, you know, he's gonna die. He's sick. He's ninety something. I'm like, well, you had him for thirty more years than I had my dad, and I and I almost oh, like I gotta study. Did you guys do that? Like I almost no. feel like I shouldn't think that way, but then it's like he lived a long life. Yes. Enjoy. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I don't. I, that's probably I bad. It's not bad, but I think it depends on who the people are to the people. Like. My grandfather helped raise us, mm-hmm. so he became a second father. Right. So even though he died when he was 91, and for years before he passed away, he had been sick and dementia was setting in. And so similar to watching someone pass away, the age really doesn't play into how you're processing it. Right. Never. 
Right. Like, never. Like, even if you be like, well, she was 106. It's like, yeah, but age doesn't really, if they're functioning and moving and, and doing their thing and they were like one of your parents, they feel like they were part of a parenting process for you, I think it's different. But I understand why you would say what you say. Yeah, I have like, I've had a, like both sides of it where I've been like, it's like, you know, there's a hole where it's like, I wish that like sometimes I could call my dad and be like, look at where I am in my life, you know, and that kind of a thing or like check in or complain about him for being a loser or something like that, Sure. you know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> then at the same time, like I've had my mom much longer and I mean, not terrible, but like, I feel like the longer I have my mom, the harder it'll be. Right. I feel yeah. like the longer you have someone, the harder it is to lose them. Not, I just mean that as like being 10 versus. Yeah, no, I understand. Five. It's had to have been harder for you because I know my dad is a 10 year old little girl for the rest of my life. Right. Right. So, like, but it, I mean, I'm not going to be like, Dad, I had it sex. It still has a crazy impact. Like, yes, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just all different. It's just all, all different. But you're also still pretty fresh. It was only 2015. Yeah, I mean, it'd still be three years in October. Yeah, but I feel like you're you will feel way differently in a year. For sure, for so sure. Like, it's been six years. It's gonna be seven years on the 11th of May for me, which is crazy. But in the time that like we've even known each other, yeah. So you've cha- you definitely have a different. It's been so like when I met Renee, I was still so much angrier mm-hmm. than I am now. Just over, like so much angrier. <laughs> you were, and I, I didn't even judge it or anything. But like, no. I do remember us walking once, like maybe last year, and you being like, "I realized today that I wish my dad were like here." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, we've taken well, a different well, in, the, in the Jewish religion, we believe there's no place better than here. Yeah. That there's no like we don't really believe like we sure we believe in heaven, but because we don't know it, all we know is this. So it's like. I mean, some do. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's juice for Jesus. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to do that. <laughs> but you were not prepared to do that. Yeah. I also went off the deep end. Jesus <laughs> everywhere. Jesus. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't. Pastor. Wow. Mm, we don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to handle. We don't really approve. Let's be honest. Um. Do you think your sister is still processing your dad's death? Which totally. Do you have a good relationship with him? They were close. They were close for sure. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think she's definitely still processing. Yeah. You know, you just hit a point where it's like, none of us wanted this to happen. Like, then, like, the whole thing happens, like, is your mom in a date? And how's that going to be, you know? Is your mom been dating? Yes. And I, I, I met him. You did? And I told him, look, I want mom to be happy. Yeah, I do. We didn't ask for this. They'd still be married if he was here. He'd be an okay Cupid. He, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like, I want her to be happy. I don't necessarily need to meet him. And I finally did. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. But I don't think my sister, I think she's also having a tough time with that. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. And I can't, it's hard. Yeah. We gave my mom's first, my mom's never remarried. And she's never had like a super serious boyfriend. Yeah. She was also busy raising four kids alone. But not that's, a lot. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we, I remember us being like, fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, no thanks. Sorry. Like, no one's better than dad. 
I really want my mom to date. I do too. I really want my, and she hasn't, and it, and she, I think she knows now that part of it is because she had a guy straight up tell her, I, it sounds like you don't really have the capability to make room for a relationship in your life right now, and call me when you do, and I was like, mom, that's the honest, that's like the fucking truth, because mm-hmm. she was like doing that thing where she's like, well, I'm very busy, and I'm very busy, <laughs> and, and I was like... You're annoying. Um, I would not date you because you're very. It's I. You just. But I. I want her to date because I know she feels like to a certain degree, she spent she, not wasted but spent a long time in something that wasn't working. Yeah. And missed out. She's never had an equal partner. Mm. Yes. I, my mom is so picky. That she and she's this tiny, adorable Italian woman. She's there's no reason she shouldn't have a boyfriend, but like, she's like, I don't want to do, it. I don't want to try anymore. Yeah, I don't care. She's like, I'm fine being alone. She's like, yeah. truly, and I'm like, okay. And she was like, I just don't. It's just nobody is good. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's because you think you romanticize someone who's dead. Right. Yeah, exactly. And my dad was an alcoholic. Mm. Funny as fuck, very lovely. Brought everyone together. There's nothing bad about him, but if, if he were still alive and they had stayed together without all the trials and tribulations of what alcoholism can bring to a family, right? Um, I'm sure the comparing would be way different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want someone to take care of my mom at this point. I just want her to be able to, like, I don't know. I want her to have companionship that's not just like her widow friends. And, and I my think my mom has widow friends too. I forgot. Yeah. She hangs out with like a bunch of widows, and they're all like, but "My the... husbands are dead." But my <laughs> mom's widow friends are like considerably older than my mom, so because she was thirty six when he died, mm. and so that's, that's so young. So young, and he was thirty eight. Like, so he was fucking young, but like, I'm older than your mom when your dad passed away. That's just that's yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but she's. But so every all her friends are like considerably older because it's not very common for mm-hmm. young married couples to lose their yeah. spouse. But my mom made friends with this old like ninety five year old man that went to their widow or their like widow like dead people. Yeah, widows group. group. Yeah, and he apparently is like a huge horn dog, and all the women <laughs> like have to like deal with him calling and like. It's like a combination of him truly not able to take care of himself and then a combination of him like in that manipulative way being like, do you want to come over for a glass of wine? (laughs) (laughs) I have a boner. Uh, I have a boner. It doesn't happen easily around here. He'll disappear because he's like in the hospital and he'll be like, oh, it's fine. Uh, Let's go out on a date. And they're they're like, I I just can't keep turning you down. Like, I just can't. Like, I'll be home, and she'll be like, ugh, I got a voicemail, and I don't want to call him back. Like, okay. <laughs> that makes me sad. So you met the, the... And when I say dating, I think it's more like companionship. I'm like to think, like, let's go to dinner, and I'll open the door for so, you, and yeah. But is that yeah. what we tell ourselves? That's what I'm telling myself, and, you, and I don't no, want you telling think, me anything else. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think that, but you're right, though. I think after a certain age, I think it is about companionship. I don't... Okay, I, I know where Hallmark this is going. Movies. No, I, I hear that, and I subscribe to that too. But then 
sometimes think like maybe it's for straight fucking. Yeah, well, no, but also like <laughs> that was me dropping the mic. <laughs> maybe I'm like maybe that's what I want to tell myself. But like, are older people capable of? I'm sure they're capable, but do they like want to have like a fun romance that like gives them a, a fucking? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, it's. I had this thing in my head what where when I mom wants to fuck. Okay, so um, <laughs> he just all of a sudden we never hear from him. Oh again, shoot, I gotta like, go. That's um no, I, I I did have this moment when I knew I was gonna meet him. Do you remember Full House when the kids would like sabotage? Oh, when the kids would sabotage when a new woman, <laughs> when a kid would sabotage the new woman coming yes, to date their life. dad. Yes. Yeah, that's like what I wanted to do. I wanted to like do this whole like obstacle course of sabotages, but I. I guess I had to be a 37-year-old adult and just accept it. That's my nature, too. I think part of why I want my mom to date is so I could torture someone. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one of the four who likes to win everybody over. I'm like, oh, hey. Love it. Who do you like the most? I just, like, I want to humiliate them. That's my sister. <laughs> my, like, humiliating men. That's my thing. That's um, Okay. What else do we want to we well, move on to? Yeah, we want to hear about your dream. Um, can everyone hear my dog losing it? And I can bet you there's nothing there. I love it. <laughs> She's become an old woman. She's like, can you guys get a move on so that I can lick your faces? That's our producer saying wrap it up. Um, yeah, we want to hear about your dream funeral. <laughs> my dream funeral. So I actually said this before my dad had died. I always wanted my funeral to be a party. Like, yeah. open bar, people drinking. Like, I don't want you throwing dirt. I want you pouring out Miller Lite or Hennessy on mic. Like, I, I want it to be a party. I actually want DJ Khaled to host it. And I want and I want him to do my eulogy. Wow. So he just goes, and another and one. And another one. Yes. Um, yeah, I want it to be a party. I want people wearing shorts and T-shirts. Okay. I, I don't Is want to be. Is that the dress code? That's the strict dress code. Strict dress code. Shorts okay. and T-shirts. I want you to be comfortable. I want there to be food. What if you're not comfortable in shorts? But then I'm you can not. wear sweats. I want to be comfortable. Sweats, I don't want anybody yeah, dressed. I don't want you putting effort into coming to my funeral. I want it to be like, oh, we're going to the party. Okay, but people put effort in their clothes going to a party. Well, I, yeah, but I don't want that. Okay. I don't want there to be effort. I want effort. just like a casual. Uh, yeah, casual. Fourth of July. That's what I'm talking about. It's like a Fourth of July Like a Fourth of July party. Yeah. I want Diddy to be one of my pallbearers. Do you, though? I do. He'll be two hours late. <laughs> he will be late. He will be late. So that's Asian <laughs> You call him Diddy. Did you call him Brother Love? Puffy. Is he oh. Puff, Puff again? I don't know what he is. He's P. Diddy. I yeah. just know he's irrelevant to everybody younger than us. <laughs> well, here, here's what I'll say about my funeral. I want it to resemble something you would see in a music video. Okay. If that paints the picture. What year music video? A Jada Kiss. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, um, and again, I'm going to throw Puff out there. Puff's, what's his song with um, Mace? And they were on the golf course. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's that? So I want it to be. I want. I want people wearing like big silver moon jackets. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, that's yeah. So just yeah. just a party, a rap video from the '90s. I like it. What a, what kind of food though? I'm a huge fast food person, so I want I want In and Out, McDonald's, Wendy's, Carl's Jr. We I want it all. Know each other. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so I want I want all the fast food. That there is possible and open bars and people. What's your people. favorite fast food? McDonald's for sure. Oh my god, 
McDonald's double cheeseburgers and 20 piece nuggets what is your, for what's everybody. Your logical sign if I can? Uh, I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius and Scorpio. Oh, okay. oh my God, that's a bad combination. Yeah, I don't. I know nothing Actually, about it. Is it bad? No. Uh, well, I'm a Sag, which we're perfect. Can't nobody hold me down. But <laughs> that's yeah, the video. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Sagittarius, but Scorpios are evil. So it's hard okay. because Sagittarians have some really bad qualities. My brother's a Sagittarius. I just, I'm the best of both, I think. Oh. That's, that's what I'd like attitude. to. That's what I'd like to that's to think. I'm sorry, I was so negative. About it. <laughs> I'm gonna play this video about, um, when we're done. Real quick, decor, same as the music video. Oh yeah. White and silver. White and silver. A lot of aluminum foil accents. Tons mm-hmm. of aluminum foil. But it's shorts and t-shirts. Shorts and t-shirts. And yeah. In that era, do you want Missy to show up? Absolutely. So like, okay, if. She could do the mourner's cottage. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> what if Diddy does a eulogy? Can he have someone like come out and cameo into uh, the eulogy? Or do you want like an 80s song sampled behind him? I actually want him to be the hype man. I'm changing things around. Oh, you're changing things uh, Yeah, I want him to be the hype man for DJ Khaled. No carrot. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. You'd come to my funeral if that was going down. I, I'm not I coming to your funeral any which way. No, I think Renee... <laughs> Would definitely come to your funeral. Yeah, because you're that's that's the kind of sweet person you are. I'll literally never speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs> She'll follow you, but she won't speak. Yeah. Um. Do you? So okay. <clears throat> Here's a question we've never asked regarding your funeral. If you're married at the time that you pass away, do you want your wife to say something, or do you want her to just be crying while everyone else handles it? Um. See, that's the thing. I, I don't want her crying. I don't want anybody crying. I want to be... It's a celebration of life. Not many people are going to cry, so you're fine. <laughs> God, my self-esteem is at an all-time low today. Um, you're going to die in thanks. 90, so we're like, who cares? <laughs> you lived a long life. Yeah, I don't want there to be crying. <laughs> I want everyone to be happy and hopefully celebrating, you know, because that's what I feel like I tried doing at my dad's, to tie it back into, you know, yeah, it's like I, it was yeah. a celebration. It was, yeah. you know, other people didn't see it that way, but How I did. How do you want to be buried? Like what I want to be wearing and Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be in the wall by your dad? Yeah, I probably want to do the mausoleum Mausoleum. near near my dad if there's any available spaces left. Yeah. Was your dad cremated and then put in a mausoleum? No. Oh, I just don't know. My grandpa's in the same thing. It's like they're in like the wall. It's almost like not a drawer. It they're squares. Yeah, Yeah, it's yep. And that's That's their tombstone. Mm -hmm. Is that? And they're just in the wall. I've never visited my dad's grave. Never visited. Really? It. Yeah. Never visited it. Hmm. Never felt like it was. I visited it right after it was put in. Never. I have never felt like it was necessary. So I, I could. Feel like he's there. So I agree. I feel that way too. So my dad died October. The first time I went to visit him was his birthday the following July. Yeah. That makes sense. And I literally was the crazy person talking out loud. Which I, I agree with you. He's gone. He's not there. His body is physically there, but I, I agree with you. But I just started talking, and I started telling about everything that was happening in my life. And I swear to God, that week, fifteen amazing things happened. So I'm I, I don't I don't want to encourage you to go, but I'm just saying like for me, I went once, and like all of a sudden, like work became insane. Like yeah. just everything just became like it was almost like me talking to him. He was like. Thank you for coming by. Let's make all these awesome things happen. So, thank you for coming by. Yeah. Here's your door prize. <laughs> yeah. I always keep 
something of his with me, and I, like, talk to his stuff. Like, my keychain has his, like, bowling association keychain on it. Cute. My dad was, a, my dad was a bowler, too. Was he? Yeah. Like, I'd rather go to the bowling alley he used to take me to when we were kids. Or, like, when I go to a liquor store, which is so funny. <laughs> when I go to a liquor store, I'm like, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Because he used to be like, get whatever snacks you want while he, like, rummages around in the beer. But, like, yeah, like, those are the things. That's when I, like, talk out loud to that. And I have, like, a box of his, like, random-ass shit that I, like, will just, like, look at and think of him. But I've never, I don't know. I mean, I just don't feel, it feels like his, the career is sad and it's kind of like. Totally. I've only been twice as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And one time was I did on my own, and the first time was because my aunt Nikki, his sister, passed away when I was sixteen. Mm. So we were all there for that time. For mine, it's my my dad is next to my grandma and grandpa and my mom's sister, so it's it's almost like a family reunion when you go up there. It's a yeah. weird it's a weird deal. My mom, when my aunt died, kind of the same thing that my dad died of a heart attack. Um, my mom offered her husband her plot with my dad because mm. it was so like sudden they ended up staying in the cemetery but moving mm. a little bit but yeah and I was like I'm glad they didn't do it I'm like damn dude my mom, wants to be <laughs> my mom wants a natural burial really yeah she wants to uh, she doesn't want to hurt the environment it's a tree planted Asked she wants a tree planted like from her stomach, like where do you want it? And she was like, We're not gonna she just wants she doesn't wanna waste any energy, she doesn't wanna cost any money, she just wants to like, you know, be reintegrated into the earth. Mm. Wow. I know. I think I wanna be cremated. And I want everyone to have little baby lockets with a pizza meat in them. <laughs> I love that. But I'll have to buy the lockets ahead of time. People aren't gonna do it right. I, I can my head be taxidermied. On a wall. <laughs> if you're married, you have to have it like in the study. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like facing down on the bed. Like, I approve. <laughs> I don't know why I like feel like Beetlejuice pops in my head with that face you're making. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. What do you? So you want to be in the wall? You're yes. Stay intact. Yes. Do you want everyone to speak at your wedding? I'm mean, your wedding. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of those is going to happen first, <laughs> my funeral or my wedding. But I was saying wedding because of you having your head Um, Do you want people to speak at your funeral? Do you want, like, I know that I want most people to speak unless they're dumb. Yeah, I don't want a lot of people speaking, just a couple. Got it. Do you want a montage of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what in sync song? It's going to be me. There's no question. Oh, oh, you don't want God must have spent a little more time on That'll you. be, no, it has to be one song. <laughs> it'll, st- and at the end, it'll be bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That should be the end. I think this, I promise you, at my uh, bat mitzvah. Oh, it's amazing. I definitely had the turtleneck that Justin was wearing you in that did? video. I did, and it was not a karaoke bat mitzvah. It, <laughs> it was like, for sure, like, even like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't even like your entrance. Built oh, it into was your entrance literally or just like people were dancing and I was like, this is my moment. Can you, can you give us a snippet? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, a little. <laughs> 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 she was like, if 
you ask her twice, she'll go in. Like, Speaking um, of which, the uh, sync pop-up is happening right now in Hollywood. Yeah, what is that? Is what? it a restaurant? No, they like rented out a store and they're selling merchandise. Oh, I don't care that much about that. I think I would rather have a concert. Oh, I agree. I would go in a minute. The office I'm working in right now, like when you walk in, there's I'm at Den of Thieves, and there's like this. They I guess they do MTV Music Awards and stuff. Um, there's a giant like four parter screen behind the receptionist, and every time I walk in, it's either Beyonce or the reunion moment. When Justin Timberlake brought in Sync out, oh, I'm always awesome. like, I just want this. That'd make me really happy to work there. Yeah. <laughs> I walk in and I go, I need it. I feel bad because like, I know these people have lives and careers that like supersede that time in their life. And I don't want them to live that life. I don't I want think them they go all back. do. I'll be quite honest with you. I yeah. Think you could really. They were panting Howie. so heavy. That's Backstreet Boys. Whoops. That's Chris, I meant Chris. Kirk yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, Chris. Chris could use an in sync reunion. Oh, Chris! So good for tone. Chris had dreadlocks, didn't he, for a sec? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you watch the episode of Lip Sync Battle with Louise Fonsi and what's her fuck, Joan Smalls. Yep, she's somebody. Um, he does bye bye bye. Oh, it's gonna uh, be it's me. gonna be me. He does it's gonna be me, and I had props make Chrissy a Chris Patrick braid wig with the goggles attached and she's in it she goes i go she goes what the fuck is this and i go nobody ever pays homage to chris kirkpatrick and you are that's fantastic she She even says it on the show she goes no one gives chris love you know if you met him he would very much appreciate that gesture i have a giant button with his face on it from season three because the meat the jersey medium what's her name Oh my God, Teresa. Teresa Caputo was supposed to go up against Joey Fatone. Last minute, he couldn't do it, so she went up against Nick Swartzen. So she was going to do It's Gonna Be Me, and we had a whole bedroom like pajama party thing, and we made the giant old-school buttons for each one, and I have a T-shirt that says, I love Chris Kirkpatrick. That's she awesome. We had a meeting with her when she was there. She was there, and she had said that she was, oh, if it gets weird, I'll start reading people, and we were like, no. Oh, like do not start. I would literally have just lingered around her just so that she got to a point where she was like, hey, did you have my bag? And I would be like, that's so weird. I just only been standing here for three hours waiting for you. I don't, I honestly didn't even, I hugged her once. She was super tiny and then I just moved on. But Jennifer Grey, uh, her husband did our show season two. And when I was, uh, younger i was gonna be a dancer and um i watched dirty dancing the end on a loop and when my dad died my mom would let me watch it every night before we went to bed just the end and so when i saw her i was like oh my god and i told my friend jenna who was working with me my friend jenna i was like i just want to tell her that like i watched her every night for a full year after my dad died she was you have to tell her i was I like i can't tell her <laughs> so that was my missed opportunity so funny. So who is your go- speaking of Ghost Jennifer Grey, yeah. which leads me to Patrick Swayze, Duh. who is your ghost crush? Uh, 1992 Anna Nicole Smith. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that was an easy one. Specific. Yeah, that it was an easy one. Specific. Was that when she was like guess she was the guest she was she was also on the cover of playboy she was also had many posters on my wall you are a basic bitch (laughs) i i think she started my puberty process for me so weird you mean 
she, I love her. She kicked it off. For sure. For sure. Very what do you love about yeah. her? I, there was just something about her. Like, her and Cindy Crawford. Those are my two. Like, I had posters of them literally everywhere. But Cindy can't be my ghost crush yet. Um, She's yeah. But there's something about Anna Nicole Smith. She was just beautiful. Age. Yeah. So how would you get her to go out with you? Oh, wow. That's, I, I don't even know where to, like... I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's not too soon. That, that, it's not too soon. It's been it's been a number of years. I'm gonna go ahead and say drugs are a sure thing. Yeah, I'd probably that's a good idea. I I'd lure her in with some drugs. What's her favorite food? I don't drugs. know. Drugs. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, drugs. Well, I'm gonna have to think about that one. Where will you take her if she goes out there? No, remember she's a ghost and you're still alive. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Are you going to be editing this at all? Barely. Um, I don't know where I would take her. I mean, I don't know a ton about her. Then she's like, she's hot. Where I know that's shallow. People? Yeah, where do you take hot people? Because I better go there soon. ASAP. Um, Dave and Buster's is a go-to. Okay. I'd probably take... Serious? Yeah, I love Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's is so fun. Where are, Why, are you? Was that like a good smile? Like you love Dave and Buster's too? I don't know if I have the card. I have like a, I have like 10,000 tickets accumulated. Um, Does anyone miss ESPN zone? No. Dave and Buster's in Hollywood. Hollywood and Highland. What? (laughs) (laughs) Where? Yes. It's on like the third level. We'll take you. The third level. Do you live in Hollywood or do you venture out there? I try. I live in like the Woodland Hills, Calabasas area. I grew up in Calabasas. So I. He's a Kardashian. No, but that question though. Anytime, like, where are you from, Calabasas? Do you know? Do you? I I used to play basketball with Rob. I thought you were gonna say Chloe. No, 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 no. I know. I'm sorry. I just it was soft. She is the tallest one. I know. I just thought it was funny. So wait, so on my date with Ghost Anna Nicole Smith, like. So I'm alive and she's dead. Yeah, yeah. So anywhere I go, it's just going to be me by myself. No, people can see her. No, people can see her. She's a real thing. Oh, so people can see her. That changes everything. She's a ghost, huh? I just thought that I'd she's be the only one that can see her. Oh, I would I would go to like Spago. I'd go to like the nicest restaurants possible. Like I, I'd, I'd go, you know where I'd go? Anywhere the TMZ is standing outside. Do you remember the movie Mannequin? Yeah, of course. You would look like the guy <laughs> in Mannequin. Do you know Mannequin? Yes. Yeah. Because... Everyone would be like, sure, he's with a Anna Nicole Smith, but she a ghost. <laughs> so like Oh, we'd for sure go to Catch. That's, that's where Catch, catch is like the swanky restaurant the TMZ You're is at. So cool. I go to yeah, TMZ, yeah. I go I go on the website. You go on the website to see what's cool to go eat? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I'm on TMZ every morning. Crisp white shoes on. You're definitely a type of dude <laughs> I I where Ella grew up with, but an Italian version. I, yeah. I'm from Jersey. This is very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Catch yeah. it is. Yes, yeah, so we go to catch. Catch because, yeah, and then I, we, then Dave and Buster's. And then Dave and Buster's. Yep. From swank to tanking it. <laughs> exactly. Because you got to set like a precedent. Like, look, I can wine and dine you, but then we're also going to. But then you're going to wine and dine me. Right. Right. I get it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, cool let's, how should we close this out? Um, I mean, are there any... I have the video of Diddy. Play it slowly in the background. <laughs> that is a great call. But what do we... 
Well, did I, did I teach you guys anything today? I mean, I've you're never done quick, met you, so this I learned a lot. Okay, good, good. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's always interesting, the little intricacies that are so similar and just are, oh, there's always at least like one or two things when someone comes on the podcast and talks about it that's like a direct hit. Yeah. To like a personal experience that like one of us has had. This and feels that, like yours. Yeah. And that, and that like is always just fascinating because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. We've learned a lot. What an excellent teacher you've been today. Thank you. I now, think... here, here's how we'll close it out. So is there anything, and I don't even know if you believe in this, but is there anything that happens like in a day that you know your dad's around? Has anything crazy and we'll, we'll just end it on that. So story. every single day, no matter what, I see the same time twice. I see 1, 2, 3, 4, 12, 34, every single day, and his birthday, 7, 27. Every day. Every single day. What is 12, 34? Not a clue. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And yeah. I don't know how it's connected to him, but it started happening after he died. Literally, I'll look at, like, I'll, I'll be on the treadmill. Well, I'll have my phone in my hand the entire time and I'll put the phone down and then I'll go and look at it and it's 727. Like just weird, weird stuff. And do you feel like it like passes through you? I don't really feel like that. I actually, before he died, I told him like, I don't want him coming to me. I'll tell him when I'm ready. I don't know if that's, that's like a weird thing. I just, um... cause I'm not into the whole ghost thing. I'm not into the whole, like I, I I grew up a very scared child. I was always scared of the dark. I was squared. Right. (laughs) <laughs> can you open up that door? Can, you, can we open up the door in case she decides to come? We'll teach you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I asked him not to come to me until I'm like, until I have a moment where I tell him I'm ready. So. What's one thing you hope he knows about you right now that he's not here? Um, really from like a work standpoint, like that I've kind of followed in his footsteps and that I've, I'm nowhere near where I want to be obviously, but that I'm working that way and that there are some things I've done that I know that he's proud of. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. This was, this was awesome. I I appreciate it. We talked about everything. Yeah, we, we did. learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We went to like religion and I can't tell death you someone passes away you're going to be a piece of <laughs> you, you, did, you did like impressions of family members. Like we this did. was good. I'll hear an impression of your grandma any day of the week. FYI. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you so for much having for me. This. Thank me. Thanks, guys. Thank you.